Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Welcome to our podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you are. Uh, it's February now, and I consider February to really be the start of our church year. Typically, we have people all over the place in January, and then school starts, and we all settle down into the rhythms of life once again. Some of us with tears, some of us with joy, as the kids finally get back to school. But either way, uh, we're getting right into it. First week of February. Next week is Vision Sunday. The, the week following that is our Missions Vision Sunday, where we uh, talk about what we have done in missions and where uh, what we're dreaming to do in this coming year. And it's been a great year on both sides, both in-house and also with our missions uh, impact. We're, I'm just so excited to share the reports from the last year and also the news going forward. Hey, if you are new or visiting, make sure you come and visit us in person. Head to our website, everyonechurch.com.au. Come and visit us. We'd love to get to know you. But for today, I want to try and prepare us for something fresh in God. I believe I'll be sharing next week a, a prophetic word for our church for this year. Um, and the title of my message today, if you'd call it a, a message, I guess it's more me sharing. We're having a talk here on the podcast. Is uh, The title of talk today is, I want to grow. I want to grow. And my prayer is that you would be stirred in preparation for where I believe our church family is heading this next year. Uh, and in some ways, um, this isn't so much a sermon, more so an impartation. I hope that you hear my heart today and Maria's heart um, as we've talked about this together. And uh, I hope that you would catch something. You know, some things are taught, some things are caught. And I hope that you would catch something today. So let's read from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, where it says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Verse 3, And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share on a podcast today. I pray that you would help us hear from you today and be stirred for growth in Jesus' name. You know, so much of our modern life uh, is focused on the external surface level things and our perception of maturity or, or competence in any area is largely external achievements, positions, status, LinkedIn profiles, um, follower count, all these types of things. But God is much more interested in what's under the surface, what is unseen. It's like an iceberg. You know, you have an iceberg, you, have, you only see a small portion of it poking out of the surface, but there's so much going on under the surface. Like if you were to get on Facebook or Instagram today, you would find example after example of posturing, imposing, because we've been trained to think about the external, the appearance. We'd rather pay 25 bucks for an egg on toast breakfast that looks amazing, you know, that has little flowers on top and stuff that I don't even know if you can eat them. But where the substance of eggs on toast is actually pretty simple, right? And it's like we want excitement or entertainment uh, over depth. In the book of Exodus, we read the story of Moses and Aaron and the gold calf. If you've never read it, go and check it out. Absolutely. Moses is up on the 
mountain meeting with God, and the people are getting getting impatient with him. They're like, "Where is this guy? Come on, hurry up, hurry up!" So Aaron, who was Moses' you know assistant, he does something really stupid in Exodus chapter thirty-two, verse three. It says, "All the people took." The gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt, which is a lie. Absolutely. Verse 5 says, Aaron saw how excited the people were. So he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. Now, this is a long, long time ago, but we still encounter the same problems today. We want excitement. It says, when Aaron saw how excited the people were, we, we, we would rather, you know, excitement and things quicker and instead of obedience to God, we, we'd rather external quick fixes instead of depth. Gold calves instead of burning bushes, in a way, you know, and, and God is looking for those who want to have depth. And obedience and faithfulness to him that, that is in the unseen. Come on, I hope there's something stirring in you today that says, I want to grow. I, I want to know more of this life Jesus is offering us. Jesus talks about depth in the parable of the sower. This parable shows up in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. For those who don't know it, Jesus tells a story about a, um, a farmer who throws seed around and it lands on four different types of ground. A footpath where it's trampled and eaten by birds, rocky soil where there's no roots, good soil where there's weeds and thorns and it strangles the plant so it can't grow, and good soil where the plant grows and produces uh, fruit and a crop. And of course, the disciples ask, what does this mean? What does this story, this parable mean? So let's read in Matthew 13, verse 18, where Jesus explains it. He says, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Verse 22, the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Then verse 23, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word. That's a key word there. Understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Interesting categorization of, of of people there. But we want our church, everyone church, to be a place where you can find and develop depth and strength and understanding when it comes to your faith. We want our church to be a place where you can grow in your faith, where you can know what you believe, where you can know who you're trusting, where you know His voice, where you hear what Jesus is saying to you. Come on, I hope there's something inside you that says, I, I, want, I want to grow. I, I want to know more of this life that Jesus offers us. You know, in my front yard, we've got this kind of, um, we've got some stones in, in different places. Uh, and they're like, you know, really nice white stones and they look fantastic. Um, but if you were to pick them up, underneath is just dirt, right? They look nice on top, but they're gross underneath. And we all have an underbelly dirt, things that we don't 
give others access to, things that we don't give God access to. And I want to encourage you today to begin the process of allowing God to turn over stones in your life, to do the work of healing and cleansing you from the inside out, or should I say from the underside out. And Because Jesus is not just here for surface level stuff. I heard someone say that being a Christian, a real Christian, is the easiest, hardest thing you can do with your life. It's easy to start. It's easy to receive. Absolutely. But it's hard sometimes to surrender to the little by little journey of God turning over stones in my life, turning over stones to reveal my attitude, my uh, unforgiveness, my bitterness, you know. The end goal is that I would live as Jesus would have me live. And here's the other thing. Biblically speaking, depth, maturity is achieved together. It's actually a trait of maturity that we would have a togetherness, an interweaving with one another. We need it. I was reminded this week of redwood trees and other types of forests too, but uh, you know, when trees are so large, uh, and and you know they actually work together to support one another. I read an article that says that trees share water and nutrients through networks and also use them to communicate. They send distress signals about drought and disease, for example, or insect attacks, and other trees alter their behavior when they receive these messages. Scientists call these mycorrhizal networks. I hope I'm saying that correctly. For young saplings in a deeply shaded part of the forest, the network is literally a lifeline. Lacking sunlight to photosynthesize, they survive because big trees, including their parents, pump sugar into their roots through this network. Some are calling this the wood wide web. Ha ha ha. Well, now we need each other. I'm not advocating for trees to have human rights or anything like that, but if forests can support each other in order to grow and have depth, so should we. In fact, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18 to 21, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Uh, Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. I don't need you. I, like, you know, how much has that been ingrained in us in this postmodern individualistic society where we don't need anyone? You know, all I need is Google. I don't even need a doctor anymore. I just need Google to tell me I'm dying, right? That we, we, we isolate and we, we, we stand up. I'm so, in fact, independence is, is declared as like a pinnacle thing of maturity. I am independent. Look, I don't believe we're called to biblically be independent. Just like I don't believe we're called to be codependent, but we are called to be interweaved, interweaved in God community, in faith friendships. I mean, it's simple math here, but when we all realize our need for one another and contribute to one another, we all receive from one another. And when I'm not planted in church and, I, and I'm not letting my roots sink deep in this faith community I'm in, I rob others of my contribution and I rob myself of theirs. Come on, I hope you're, you're something stirring in you today that, hey, I want to grow, and I want to grow alongside others. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, very famous Bible verse, I've talked about it before. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So he's the truth. He's not just a truth. He's the truth. You know, everyone has their truth these days. Oh, this is my truth. But not every truth can be true, right? Jesus says he is the truth. 
And he's the life, not just a form of life, not just an option, not just a hobby. No, he is the life. There's no true living outside of him. Outside of Christ, we are spiritually dead. You only experience true life in him and through him. Jesus said, I have come to give you an abundant life. In other words, life from me, he's saying. Jesus is offering us life like only he has. Your only hope of truly living in this life and for eternity is in Christ. He's the truth. He's the life. But he also says he's the way, which many Christians, we always jump to the conclusion, oh, he's the way to heaven, which isn't untrue. Of course, he's the way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. But that word there, uh, the way, is the Greek word horos, which sounds like something you have at a Greek restaurant. Can I please have some horos? Thank you. Uh, and the, the definition of horos is, is, is multifaceted. And one of the cool uh, definitions of it is a way or manner of thinking, feeling, and deciding. So I believe Jesus is telling us that he isn't just the way to heaven. He's also the way to live. He's the way to think, to feel, and to choose. He's how I practice my life. Someone says, oh, I'm a Christian. Well, show me how you're a Christian in how you practice your life. Show me. I, I am. You know, I'm just a Christian. This is what I take on a census. I'm a Christian. You know, no, I don't care what your Facebook profile says. Show me how you live. Right? Now, following Jesus is not just surface level stuff. It gets right in there, into my thoughts, into my feelings, into my choices, into my hodos, and how the way in which I live my life. And there's three categories today that we can talk about: our thoughts, our feelings, and our choices. How are you allowing Jesus? to shepherd your life in each of these areas? Well, first of all, your thoughts. How's your thought life? Is it full of anxiety and self-doubt or self-obsession? Maybe you're full of yourself. Maybe you're full of shame. Maybe you're full of lust. Maybe you're full of distractions, anger, right? But how's your thought life? Our feelings. You know, How's your emotional life? Are you allowing Jesus to shepherd your life? Our emotions are, are data. They tell us something, right? They tell us something about ourselves. They tell us something about what's going on around us. You can act on that data or not, right? Uh, our feelings, they aren't to be dismissed. They're important. They're powerful. Um, in fact, uh, many feelings are to be used as that data. Like we look and go, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? Uh, and Jesus wants to shepherd us in our feelings. Also, our choices. Do you have trouble deciding the godly way to do things? Are you allowing Jesus to shepherd your life in this area? Do you, do you say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live this way this week, and then two hours in, you don't, okay? This is because we need to surrender our life, thinking, feeling, and choices. We need to surrender it to Jesus and his ways with the help of others, right? When you're a young Christian or even a young person, you can ride the wave of feelings for a while, even a young marriage, right? It can, it, you know, it's all about the feelings, the romance. You know, everything is new and exciting. And then as the years progress, the feeling side of things wears off a little bit. And what you're left with is what you think and how you choose. And this is why many Christians struggle in their later years of following Jesus, because they've built their Christianity on feelings, on vibes, on synths in the background of good preachers who speak with anointing, right? 
No, uh, those aren't bad things in themselves. They're great things, actually. But I will say, uh, if that's all you're, you're building your walk with the Lord on, that will fade eventually. And then you're left with how you think and your wisdom, how you practice your <laughs> those things, right? Come on, I hope there's something stirring in you today that says, hey, I want to grow. I want more of this life that Jesus is offering me. Jesus isn't a surface dweller. He knows your heart. He knows your deepest motivations. Like, do you have, he, he, he knows, he can turn over stones in your life, the stone of your thoughts, the stone of your feelings, the stone of your choices, and he can see the underside. He knows nothing is secret from him. Come on, let's, let's surrender these areas of our life to him and let's be open to say, Lord, help me in these areas. Help me to walk in your way in 2024. We've been talking about habits all these weeks leading up. Let's walk in his way. Let's allow him to help us, to shepherd us in our thinking, in our feeling, and in our choices, in our doing. And we're going to talk about how we can do that on Vision Sunday, which is going to be really, really exciting. But for now, maybe you're listening today and you uh, you aren't a Christian or you're starting out your journey. You, you, you don't know much about Christianity or about Jesus. We'd love to help you. Uh, the best thing you can do actually is come and visit us at church and we would love to uh, show you what Jesus is all about. And we'd love to help you on that journey. Okay. And if you are on your journey and you're maturing, come on, let's grow this year. Let's make an intentional decision to walk in the ways of Jesus in our thinking, our feeling, and our choosing. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for everybody on our podcast, and I pray we'd have a great week of thinking, feeling, and choosing our way in the ways of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, don't miss next week. Vision Sunday is going to be fantastic. In fact, don't miss a week of church in February. It's just way better when everyone's there together. Uh, I think the other week we ran on the chairs, which is fantastic. I want to keep doing that. I hope we have people sitting on each other's laps if we have to. I don't care. We'll pack the place out. Be lots of fun. And let's do the journey together in Jesus' name. Have a great, great week.